Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to Pierfin us here with Jay Murchison and the ultimate scam artist, Mr. Malcolm Gobius. Scam artist, my ass. Uh, you sure about that, my friend? I'm positive. I sent you nice trades recently and you just declined. Not, not even look at them, not even decline them. I text you, like, what, what do you want? Counter. And you don't even reply and you don't even it's counter. It's not worth my time. If you have Steph Curry and LeBron James on your fantasy basketball team, I think you are pretty self. You're pretty safe to say that you're not trading away those guys. But you're dead last, so you need to make some changes, dude. I can still finish fourth. (laughs) I can still. You can finish fourth if you. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. I know. I said you can. You can. So it's it's still I'm still in the running. Very still, very much in the running. All it takes is two good weeks and the champion. Yeah, but when the, rest of the teams, when the rest of your teams are 10 times better than your team, it's kind of hard. Well, you know, torn ACLs, some maybe, you know, load <laughs> management here and there because, you know, it's a, it's a grind this year in the NBA. So if they're clinching a playoff spot with all the teams that are the good players to have on your teams, why play them, right? Like, it's very, very self-explanatory. And I hope that True. happens for my sake. But today it's going to be back part two of NFL through agency talk here on Pure Finesse. We got We did 100 through 80 last week and today it's going to be number 79 through 60 it's a tough yeah. nap today it's 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 a, it's a thursday that friday feeling uh, <laughs> roommates connor Babern, he knows all about friday feelings on thursday so number 79 on the list is from the jacksonville jaguars mr keelan cole arguably could have been the jaguars best receiver last year just yes. because of all what they had to deal with last year with really having no talent to work with on any side of the ball whatsoever. So him, Keelan, Keelan Cole, Levesque Chenault Jr., pretty good fancy pickup for everyone who put him up the waiver wire. And who is the other guy? I can't think of his name. Marquis Lee was out most of the season. DJ Chark. And DJ Chark, yes. So Keelan Cole, yeah. yeah. So Keelan Cole, up for free agency. Is he re-signing with the Jags? Um, I think so. I think they need to keep him. Um, just because it's going to be tough to get all these receivers in free agency uh, and Jacksonville needs other pieces. They don't just need receivers. So I think they want to keep them around. So I think they'll, he'll sign two years with the Jaguars. Hopefully he kind of breaks out. Cause he's like, you said, he played good last season. Hopefully he can have another good season this season and the Jags don't finish dead last almost. Yeah. Cause I think you're going to have to surround Mr. Trevor Lawrence with some pretty good weapons this year. Yeah. Or I guess in September coming up. And Keelan Cole was the best receiver on Jacksonville, right? He's got a lot more to offer than people think just because he was on the Jacksonville Jaguars last year. So I do think he's going to resign with the Jaguars, but I think it's going to be for three years because he's still he's still pretty young. And I think a lot more upside than a lot of people think when you talk about Jacksonville Jaguar receivers. Yeah, honestly. Number 78, a savvy veteran in the NFL, Super Bowl champion, wide receiver from the Detroit Lions, Mr. Danny Amendola. Uh, a lot of people know yes. him for his New England days for being Super Bowl champions with Belichick. Um, where does he sign next year? Well, I think he's going to stay with the Lions. Um, you get Jared Goff coming back. You have, if you have Jared Goff, who's been struggling re- uh, recently, uh, and you keep that veteran wide receiver in uh, in Detroit to make some plays, I think it's a good move. And obviously with the new coach and everything, maybe he wants to stay because of the new coach. Um, and everyone wants to see how that goes. So I think he'll stay one year with the Lions, see how it goes. Yeah, it's, it's a good look. Just be, I think Jerry Goff likes his uh, slot receivers. You know, Cooper yeah. Cup made Cooper Cup a household name. Yep. So I'm sure that would be a nice fit there. But I don't think that's happening. 
I think he's going to the Big D in Dallas. Uh, and I think the reason why is because you saw Cole Beasley leave there last year, and you saw how much Dak missed Cole Beasley for the four games he played. And Danny Amendola kind of fits the same description as Cole, Be- Cole Beasley. So if you get a cheap – he's going to be cheap. He's not going to be very expensive to, to sign. So be a nice yeah. pickup for the, the Cowboys who are in drastic needs of something to happen good for them in the coming months. Number 77, I will leave this to Malcolm because uh, it's his Pittsburgh Steelers running back, James Conner. James Conner. And James Conner has been okay with the Steelers since he's he had a, he's fought through a lot, having beaten cancer, uh, playing in Pittsburgh uh, in university and college, and now playing in Pittsburgh again in the big leagues. But I don't know if they're going to keep him around because they their run game. I was looking at some stats, and they're showing when Big Ben has a rusher who rushes over 100 yards, he's practically, practically undefeated. But when he's not, he's like 9-11 and 11 since 2018. So they need a good running back. So I don't think they're going to stick with James Conner. They're going to let him walk. And they're going to have to free up some money anyways if they want to sign other people. So I think he'll go to the New York Jets for three years. Um, the Jets, obviously, they lost Le'Veon Bell uh, last year. Uh, I can't even think who, who they have, Frank Gore. So yes, and I Michael think, P. Ryan. Yeah, and P. Ryan. So I think they're in need for a running back to help Sam Darnold if he stays. Um, if he's not traded away. So I think he'll go to the Jets and see how it goes there. And big market too. So it's good for James Conner. Yeah. Uh, he's really kind of underachieved since his rookie season because everyone was really hot on James Conner once, you know, he torched the Browns in his first game and as an NFL NFL player. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to leave Pittsburgh, like you said, but it's going to be to a team out West with the LA Chargers on a four-year deal. Him four. and Austin Eckler are going to be one of the best running back combinations in the league. If James Conner didn't have uh, as poor of the last couple of seasons he did, I don't think he's going to be trying to – because I think he's going to have to compete wherever he goes to be the running back number one just because he just yeah. hasn't played very well in the last couple of seasons. So him and Eckler – and Eckler, you know, he's kind of hot and cold with the injury bug because he missed over half the season last year, and he's not really a running back, right? He's more known as a pass catcher than a running back. So if you bring in James Conner, exactly. who runs it down your throat and have Austin Eckler catching the ball, I think it looks pretty good for yeah. Justin Herbert in the near future. Number 76, former Pro Bowl center, formerly of the Atlanta Falcons, Mr. Alex Mack, you know, drafted by the Browns. So, yeah, I know all about Alex Mack and what he can bring to the table. He's a very reliable center. He you know, doesn't really give up a whole lot of sacks and veteran presence. So good young quarterbacks. Be a very nice ad for uh, a team with that, with Alex Mack. So where do you think he's ending up? I, I think this has been a big issue for this quarterback of this team. Uh, it's the Seahawks. So I think you'll go one year with the Seahawks and he needs more protection, right? He's been complaining. I just got some notifications that he's talked to Pete Carroll about getting traded. So if they don't really, really listen to him about protecting him because he doesn't like to get hit, then he's going to leave. So I think they're going to need to make some moves that they want to keep their franchise QB, who's only 32 years old. So Only 32. Only well, 32 and it's Russell Wilson. I feel like he's been older than that. So 32, he's still got a lot of years left in him if he can stay healthy. So I think Mac will go to the Seahawks to kind of help that protection. A good center, obviously, uh, for the Falcons and the Browns. So I think we'll go with the Seahawks for a year. Yeah, but the, the, the teams that jumped off with Russ's trade destinations were kind of eye-catching. Yeah. Dolphins, Saints, Jets, and Raiders. Yeah, I did not expect that at all. Yeah, so, I mean, the quarterback market for trades this year is going to be one to keep your eye on. If you talk about Deshaun, Russ, Drew Brees – 
Sam Darnold's up in there. Sam Darnold, right? There's a bunch of them. Ben Roethlisberger. Ben's up there, yeah, honestly. Mm -hmm. I know you're like itching your tongue, biting your tongue. Marcus Mariota, he's on the trade block too. So, I mean, free agency this year, trading is going to be one to watch. Like we've already mentioned numerous times here. But Alex Mack, I said young quarterback, would fit very nice with a very young or very old veteran proven center in the league and Mm -hmm. a team that probably needs some good old offensive linemen is the New York football giants. Uh, Nate Solder opted out of the season last year. So you saw how bad they missed him. So him Solder and Kevin Zietler could be a very good one, two, three in New York and could keep Danny dimes from throwing a lot of picks because you know, that's what he's known for. So we could give him a bit more time in the pocket. You vow very well for the boys in blue. Number 75 is Jared Cook, the tight end of the New Orleans Saints. Had a very good year last year and last and the year before behind yeah. Drew Brees and Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, you name it, Teddy Bridgewater, yeah, everybody. Totally. The whole kit and caboodle out in New Orleans. Where do you think he ends up? Is he resigning? Uh, he's up in the air, right? So he's a guy that I think New Orleans would want to keep because he's been so good for them. But I think there's other teams that really want to make a push for a tight end. One of those teams being the Carolina Panthers. Um, I think they just need another big offensive presence on the offensive side of the ball in Carolina. So I think Jared Cook will go there for a year. Um, who's is it Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback, right? So if Teddy could have a – yeah, and he's played with Teddy, right? He's played with Teddy already. He kind of has that connection. So if he goes there, it might be a good fit. But who knows? He could stay. What do you think? Yeah, I think he is going to stay because he's not getting any younger. And I think he's chasing for that Lombardi. And I'm yeah. pretty sure New Orleans is still going to be right in the mix next season, regardless who that, who is that center for New Orleans, whether it's Drew Brees, Jameis, or Russell Wilson, apparently. So it could be <clears throat> a very good, like, just a very solid fit in New Orleans with Jared Cook. And hey, who knows if he leaves? Do we see Taysom Hill at starting tight end next year? That's, I was going to say the exact same thing. I think he might switch to that role of being a tight end because you know he can do everything, the Swiss Army knife. So have Jameis uh, under center. Taysom Hill there, Jared Cook leaves, or just have both of them there. <laughs> Two big guys catching the ball. Yeah, Sean Payne is the whisperer when it comes to that kind of stuff. 74, tackle from the Arizona Cardinals. I want to say the Arizona Panthers for a second. Kelvin Beecham. Uh, Arizona's offensive line was very poor, to say the least, last year, getting up the most sacks in the league, and Kyler Murray getting absolutely trampled mm-hmm. every time he came out of the pocket. So I don't think the market's too hot on Calvin Beecham, but, you know, he's very reliable, reliable as it gets for the Arizona Cardinals offensive line. So where do you think he ends up? I think the dumpster fire of the organization, the Houston Texans, I think he'll go there for a year. And that's just because I think they need to kind of revamp their identity, get new guys in there. Um, Beecham, he's not like a household name, but I feel like a lot of a lot of NFL fans know who this guy is. Um and Houston just needs anyone that could help, really. And if they want to keep Deshaun, they're going to need some good protection, too. So I think that'd be a good fit for getting Kelvin Beecham. Yeah, that could be one of the worst free agency signings in NFL history, what they did to get Laramie Tunzel, you know, giving away draft picks and then giving him the most money for an offensive lineman in the league. Yeah. It's going to bite him in the ass a little bit. So Kelvin Beecham, I think, is going to end up with the Philadelphia Eagles for on a one-year deal. Because I don't know if you caught it last year, but the NFC East was pretty bad last year. I don't know if you maybe you saw it once or twice. I don't know. But it was just musical chairs every time you saw in a Philadelphia Eagles game when it came to the offensive line, no matter where yeah. you looked at it. Almost everywhere, honestly. Exactly. Jason Peters, the like, surefire Hall of Famer, looking like an yeah. absolute joke playing him wherever and whenever. Uh, so if you get a good tackle in Kelvin Beach, I mean, you can play him 
at, at left tackle, right tackle, and just put if Jason Peters comes back because he was on a one-year deal and put him where he wants to be put. I think could solve some problems there in Philly because Jalen Hurts is going to be the guy there with the Carson Wentz trade. Yeah, it, he's going to be a guy, and he's kind of proven that he can be there. So it'll be fun to watch Philly next year. Let's uh, play. Let's play. play. <laughs> let's pray. If I could speak. Hi, yeah, yeah. Number seventy-three, running back of the Arizona Cardinals, Mr. Kenyon Drake. Ah, uh, one of the biggest fantasy busts last year. I would say so. I think a lot of people expected way more from him, and but because of everything that Arizona has, like their weapons that they have, he just didn't see the ball as much. Kyler was throwing the ball and running the ball himself way more than he was handing it off. So yeah, kind of a bust, but I don't really chalk it up to him not performing great. He did have a few really good games still. So I don't think it was his fault completely. I guess so. Cause you know, he was kind of the man in yeah. Miami and last year, last year, two years ago, we were kind of shocked to see that trade happen because both of those teams weren't really in the mix on a trade deadline day. And, you know, I think Arizona had the full intention that they would be re-signing Kenyon Drake. So, and as I think that's kind of up in the air, but I think you, you have him going to Arizona, right? Yeah, they're still in need of a running back. I say you still sign him. I think it's going to be a three-year deal. I don't know if he proved that he can get that three-year deal, but I say if you give him that three-year deal, you say, hey, I have faith in you, and he can perform better than he did last season and really help the offense get to where they need to be. Um, so, yeah, I think he's going to stick with Carolina. Uh, Arizona. Now, I know you want to pick up a running back in the draft for your team in Pittsburgh, but I think that Kenyon Drake is going to be ending up there in the Steel City on a two-year deal. Um, I think that I think it's just a really nice fit in Pittsburgh because, you know, Big Ben likes the check downs. You know, he likes the screen passes with that offensive line. He doesn't like them. He loves those right now. (laughs) And, you know, Kenyon Drake, you know, he's, he's a pretty good passing running back. And he can run the ball down his throat too. I think it's going to be very, I think he's going to like that a lot too. So if they have the cap space, because $41 million is kind of on that quarterback, it'd be a very good fit there for Kenya Drake to go to Pittsburgh. Yeah, I like that fit. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Number 72, cornerback of the Philadelphia Eagles, kind of known for the pass interference, or should I say non-pass interference call with the Rams. Yeah. Nickel Roby Coleman. Um, Philadelphia's secondary, I think, was kind of underachieved last year because of the big offseason signing that they had, bringing in Darius Slay. Um, still yeah. a good season, but Mikel Roby Coleman, I would say, underachieved because they would just get lit up every game. So where do you see him ending up? I still see him in Philadelphia for one more year. I say they signed him to a one-year, prove it to me that you're still worth having on my team. Um, I think, like you said, they didn't really perform as well. I don't think they really didn't perform at all last season, the whole team um, and all of the NFC East. So I think they need to stick with it. Um, But I know you think otherwise. I know I kind of, I was going in between this team too that you're thinking, but I think he's going to stick it out with one more year for the Eagles. Yeah. I think he's going to be ending up with the Green Bay Packers just because the second quarterback string on that team, Kevin King absolutely got lit up, torched, abused in the NFC championship game by Tampa Tom. So if you bring in a proven cornerback like Nikhil Roby Coleman to play aside, who should have been an all pro Jair yeah. Alexander. I think it's a very good recipe for success at Lambeau. 71, Matthew Judon, an edge rusher from the Baltimore Ravens. I would say one of the more underrated players in the league, just because yeah. of everyone else in the Baltimore Ravens defense is very, very, very good. Um, where do you see he, him, him ending up? If I could speak. Look- this whole like defensive end, like this whole defensive unit in Baltimore, like there's a lot of free agents on the board of who they can get and who they're going to lose. So I, I, don't, I think they're willing 
to let him walk to free agency and sign some other people to come in. So I don't think he's going to stick with Baltimore. I think he's going to go sign with the Chargers, um, go sign three years there with the Chargers, get good de- get good defense on that side of the ball because they already have that good offense in Justin Herbert too. And they do have good defense too, but just improving it. Um, I think Matthew Juno will be a great pickup for the Chargers. Yeah, I, Melvin Ingram, I think, is kind of a question mark going into the season for the yeah. LA Chargers. So if you bring in a veteran like Matthew Giante beside Joey Big Bear from the Ohio oh, State University, oh. it would be very nice. But I see him resigning with Baltimore. I think him and Wink Martindale, defensive coordinator in Baltimore, are very, very close. And I don't think Matthew Judon is looking to go anywhere else except for Baltimore. And I think that Baltimore is a realistic shot again to make the playoffs. Got their yeah. first win in the playoffs last year under Lamar Jackson. So I think they can build off of that coming into next season. I would like to see it, but I think that's just a realistic expectation for Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Number 70, one of the best stories in the NFL last season, Alden Smith, um, edge rusher for the Dallas Cowboys, um, coming off a catastrophic scene, what happened to him, and then being able to come back and play football, something sort of a miracle. Uh, I think we both, yeah, I think there's just no scenario anywhere really? else that he does not resign with the Dallas Cowboys after what they did for him to come back and play, I think just be a testament to the organization not to bring him back and see what else he can do because I think sure of a miracle why he was playing. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. I think you'll sign like two years with the Cowboys because of how, what his whole story and what they've done and how good he's been playing still with the Cowboys after that injury. So I don't see, yeah, I don't see him leaving either. Mm-hmm. Number 69, Keanu Neal, safety of the Atlanta Falcons was on that Super Bowl team when they lost 28 or through the 28 to three lead to new England. Um, he's still a proven safety in the league. Nice veteran player um, who could use a veteran presence like Keanu Neal. Uh, I think the Minnesota Vikings can, they've kind of been shaken up. They didn't really perform as well as everyone expected last year. They didn't, they had some good offensive weapons coming in like Justin Jefferson, obviously being, he arguably should have been offensive rookie of the year in my opinion, but we'll just talk about that at the later date. But I think the Vikings need some more defensive presence too. And I have a good safety like Keanu Neal, uh, like you said, he was in the Super Bowl. Uh, he has that experience. Uh, I think he's a good leader, too. And I think the Vikings are kind of in need of a leader. They're always angry at each other. If you always hear them mic'd up, even on the defense, I know you can hear it on the offensive side of the ball, but I've seen cases on the de- defensive side of the ball where they're yelling at each other. I know everyone does, but you see it a lot in Minnesota, too. So I think getting Neil would be good for them. Yeah, we don't like that, Kirk Cousins, when it comes to Minnesota. Yeah. Um, but the team that like, I think would use a good veteran presence in the secondary would be the Arizona Cardinals, minus Patrick Peterson, other core young players are under the age of 25 years old, Buda Baker and Byron Murphy, two very good young safety, safety and cornerback combo. So bringing Keanu Neal kind of solidified the other side of the ball in Arizona, I think goodbye very, very well because the NFC West, man, is just stacked with unbelievable receivers everywhere you look at it. So it could be a very, very good combination there with Buda Baker and Keanu Neal at safety. Number 68, Austin Ryder, center of the Kansas City Chiefs, AFC back-to-back AFC champions. This team could get, I, I'm saying it right now, not this year, but the next season is going to be the downfall of the Kansas City Chiefs just because Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is going to get his bag. And yeah. Austin Ryder, I think everywhere you look at it, this team is going to be in the shambles. Like their offensive line, I think it's going to go to doo-doo. And you're, gonna, you're losing Tyree Killer, Travis Kelsey. Pick your poison. So, you're gonna lose, yeah, you're going to lose one of them, at least. Mm-hmm. I think that the only the, the only way I see Austin Ryder coming back to Kansas City, which I do think he is, is on a one-year deal because he's going to have to take the pay cut after next season. And yeah, and, and no I know way you, look, you can't beat around the bush. 
yeah, there's probably a lot of people who are willing to take pay cuts on this Kansas City Chiefs team because of how good they are. But I, I don't see him coming back. I think he's going to go to the Bears, kind of help Mitchell Trubisky over there, um, who, who I know is a free agent too. Um, but I think he'll, yeah, or we're going to talk about him very soon, actually. But, but yeah, I think he'll come in, kind of help him out um, with Chicago. So I, I know, like you said, they're, they're the worst team for salary cap right now, maybe other than the Pittsburgh Steelers because of Big Ben's on track. So it's going to be tough to keep all your best guys. So they're going to have to be willing to maybe let these guys go and go to the draft and pick them up where they left. So, yeah, I, I can't wait to see Kansas City suck because it's just I mean, it's me awesome. Neither, half, me a billion, half a billion dollars to Patrick Mahomes and your team's going to be terrible. It's going to be fantastic. Have fun. Yeah. Number 67, a surefire Hall of Famer, multiple time all pro Patrick Peterson, cornerback of the Arizona Cardinals. Again, I'm in the same conversation with Alden Smith. I don't see any scenario whatsoever that he leaves Arizona because Name. it just makes no sense to me. It really doesn't. It does not make any sense. No, I, I know you have him at one year. I have him at two year deal with Arizona. Um, like you said, it's just impossible to see some of these players with any other team because of how good they've been and how long they've been with these teams too. So, and the teams he's grown relationships with the management and everything. I think he feels comfortable in Arizona with the direction they're going in because of all the new additions that they have, including Kyler Murray, who's been getting better and better every season. So I think he'll stick with Arizona. Yeah, I think if he wants to go anywhere, he wants to chase a ring. But I think Arizona's got a very good option. Exactly. To try to chase a, a chase a ring with all the weapons they have on both sides of the ball. So hopefully he sticks with sticks with it in Arizona because at some point he's going to get his jersey retired in the Raptors there at State Farm Stadium. Sure. Number 66, center of the New England Patriots, Mr. David Andrews, coming off. He didn't play most of the season last year, so I think it's going to be, again, we have not going to the same team, but I don't think there's, again, any other scenario why any team would take a risk on David Andrews because of what happened to him last year. So I think it's just going to stick it out with New England, and hopefully they can try to get back on their feet because of what happened to them last year, a very off year Love for New England. Love to see that. Um, but, yeah, like you said, I think it goes three years with the Patriots. Ooh, who knows who the quarterback's going to be, but whoever it's going to be, uh, David Andrews is good to have under center, um, a good presence to have there. So, uh, like you said, a lot, and in this episode too, there's a lot of these guys where I feel like I think they're just going to stick around their teams because they're guys who are like they're not like top tier guys who can go anywhere where they want, but they're also guys who are still good enough to go somewhere else, but they want to stick with their teams. And who knows? I think the Patriots they need to get better, right? You said last year. They didn't. They had the the worst year in however long it's been, so they need to get back on track if they want to get back to that those old Belichick days. I heard a lot of Justin Fields talk going to getting drafted to New England. I wouldn't be surprised. That's honestly. what I've been hearing. I would not so, be surprised. Him or Zach Wilson? I know. I still don't Both understand why people think Zach Wilson is better than just than Justin Fields. So we'll just leave that up in the interpretation. September when Justin Fields is lighting the league up, and Zach Wilson is backing up somewhere. Number 65, quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts, Mr. Jacoby Brissett. So Carson Wentz is now a member of the Indianapolis Colts, and Phillip Rivers is no longer there because of that. So where do we see Mr. Brissett ending up? Is he a starter somewhere? I don't know if he is a starter somewhere. Maybe some teams could use him, Um, like maybe New England or something like that. But I don't really see him going anywhere else but the Colts. I think he'll be good. uh, He's kind of like that journeyman, right? Uh, and go and help out the young quarterbacks. Carson Wentz really in need of some help after just not performing well last year, coming off of injuries, obviously, from his first couple of years. So having Jacoby Brissett, who's been in the league for a bit longer than he has, could come, like, kind of teach him the ropes. Um, so I'd say you stick around. 
two-year deal. Who knows Carson Wentz is injury prone. So he could also come in and back up when Carson Wentz can't play. Yeah, I think it's just a very good security blanket to have in Indianapolis just because if Carson Wentz has a season that he had last year, I don't think you're sticking with him for more than five games. No. And Jacoby Brissett can play, right? I don't think he's no, he's no slouch. He knows how no, to play the game of football. So I think that it's a very good security insurance policy for Indy to have Jacoby Brissett come back for a season. So hopefully that there's nobody, nobody else that's looking to have him sign as a starter because I think he's going there regardless of if he wants to come back and play for Indianapolis. Number 64, we're sticking with the Colts, Malik Hooker from the Ohio State University. Uh, he had a torn Achilles last year, so barely played at all last year. And, you know, this Indianapolis defense played very, very well without Malik Hooker. So is there, I don't, is there any way that he resigned? There is, but I don't really see it because, like you said, they played amazing last year with the defense without him. So I think they feel like, hey, we can let him walk and go, go fix something else. Go get something else. Go something else we need. So I think he's going to go to the 49ers. I know we talked about it last episode too, that they need a better secondary. And really, Kirker is a perfect fit there. Uh, I think 49ers are going to be the next the team next year that surprises a lot of people just because of every, everyone that's going to come back from injuries and whatnot, including George Kittle, one of the best tight ends in the league. Are we not going to talk about one of the best defensive ends in the league from the Ohio State University, Mr. Nick Bosa? I know Nick Bosa too. Uh, I, that's true. And uh, DeForest Buckner as well. So Buckner plays for the Colts, buddy. No, who was it then? Fred Warner. The other guy that got injured. No. Warner, Solomon Thomas, Armstead. He got injured too. I can't remember who it was. It may be one of those guys. I, may, I think Buckner got injured last year. That's what I was thinking too. But um, I still think Malik Hooker will be good with the 49ers. Like we said last episode, just get some, get, go for one year, see how it goes. If it's not a good fit, go somewhere else. But 49ers next year and watch out for them next year too. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Denver Broncos on a one-year deal. Um, they have to re-sign one of the guys free agents on our list, Mr. Justin Simmons, and one of the best safeties in the NFL. Um, and I think it's just a good insurance policy to have if you're not going to re-sign Justin Simmons because he's going to command a lot of cash. So Malik Hooker, he can, he can play. He's a very good player, but he's coming off a torn Achilles. So not a whole lot of athletes are the same, unless your name is Kevin Durant coming off a torn Achilles. So Malik Hooker will be ending up with the Denver Broncos next year. 63, that kid from Menor, one of the most talked about quarterbacks for all of the wrong reasons for yeah. the entirety of his career, the Chicago Bears, Mitch Biskey. Played pretty well for the Bears coming back down the stretch this year. They Honestly. made the playoffs. And got blown out, though, in New Orleans on Nickelodeon television. So where does he end up for next season? I think he stays with the Bears. And I know everyone is thinking, hey, he's going to get traded or, hey, he's going to sign somewhere else. But I don't think really any team is really sold on Mitchell Trubisky. And Chicago still needs a quarterback. And like you said, he finished off pretty strong last year, still making the playoffs. Um, I know it was it two seasons ago where he had that absolute great uh, season. So he still has that those flashes of greatness in him. So I think he'll sign two years with the Bears, and the Bears can see if they want to keep him longer than that after that. Yeah, I think the way he played finishing off this season kind of played himself into a, a fifth-year option, as we call it, because the, the Bears didn't pick up his fifth-year option. But that was at the start of the season. But you saw how he finished off last year. So I think they re-signed for that fifth-year option, one-year deal with the Chicago Bears, him and Nick Foles. If they can somehow try to work things out there in Chicago because they have a lot of good weapons. Well, maybe yeah. they don't. Allen Robinson's a free agent. So if they can try to oh, resign sure. him, that's going to be a very weird situation 
that we don't not used to seeing in Chicago with no receivers really because I don't know Anthony Miller and that's the only guy I can think of that's actually on the roster right now. Isn't Mooney and, and Cordero Patterson? Yes, and, and Cordero Patterson too. Yeah. Yes. Number sixty-two, another receiver from the Kansas City Chiefs, Sammy Watkins. Again, he's probably going to be the most biggest draft busts in our time being yeah. on this earth. You know, top five pick coming out of Clemson, and he really has not. He hasn't formed any sort of a first-round pick even. No, not at all. I don't see it. And like you said, this is the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't think they're going to be able to keep them because of Patrick Mahomes' contract. So there's other teams in the league that need receivers, and one of those teams being the Washington football team. I think he'll sign three years with the football team. Um, maybe Heineke, they signed him again, so he maybe he starts under center, get some good weapons to him, develop him as a good uh quarterback Sammy Watkins he's still developed uh as a good solid like wide receiver three maybe two um not in Kansas City in Kansas City though not a two but three in Kansas City two anywhere else I'd say so I think the football team would really benefit from having him on the team I think he's going to the team that loves these kind of broken players that are really underachieved until they come to this team and they just light it up that's New England Patriots you know Bill Belichick no he likes the uh washed up receivers and then they turn them up into stars right you see it with randy moss you saw that it's antonio just, brown again yeah, right it just for turned, a game yeah it's just it's, it's it's a really good recipe there so i think yeah. sammy Watkins, if he can go somehow get to new england i think that brings cam newton back because i think those two i think those two have a really nice combination and i think they, i think he can turn into the number one receiver again if he goes to new england because you know they know mcdaniels and belichick know how to get the best out of those kind of receivers number 61 formerly of the football team, Ronald Darby, mm-hmm. cornerback. Uh, he was on the team when the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl, so he knows how to play. Um, but he wasn't the guy, I would say, in Washington to be, you know, that shutdown cornerback. So is he yep. ending up resigning there in uh, Washington? I still think he'll resign. I think he'll resign for two years. Washington, I, like I said, I think they're just trying to build a good team right now. Um, they're going to try to create a new identity and everything, bring in some new faces, but they also have to keep some faces too, just to keep that, uh, just keep, they, they still win the playoffs last year, right? So they're not like a team that's got awful. Uh, they played an awful division though, that's for sure. But um, what was it? Oh yeah, they're, like I said, they're going with the new identity. We're going to see a new team name in 2022. They're going away from the football team. So hopefully it's something good. But yeah, I think Darby will stay for two more years. Yeah, I was going to go and play. He was going to play with the New York Jets next season. Nice. I couldn't name you a quarterback that was on the New York Jets last season to begin with. So if you bring a nice veteran player like Ronald Darby and hopefully, you know, invest in the draft a bit this season and bring in a young quarterback, that would be the second, third round. Because there's always good players in the second, third round in the NFL. Yes, there are. I think it's a very good fit. You know, Ronald Darby's kind of the veteran now. And if he could bring that championship pedigree that he had in Philly to New York Jets, who desperately need it, and I think Robert Sala, the new coach of the New York Jets, who I love fantastically. He's awesome. Um, I think he's going to love a like, player like Ronald Darby to come in and play for him. I think, you know what, if I was suiting up and I was picking a team, I would love to go play for Robert Sala in New York right now. That's true. I don't think, yeah, I would agree with you. The last player for today, Trey Hendrickson, the edge rusher from the New Orleans Saints. Played pretty well for New Orleans, right? He wasn't really, he was not one of the guys that you talk about on the defensive end front in New Orleans, but, you know, he can play. He's no slouch, and he had a very good start of the season last year, ranking up a lot of sacks. So where do you where do you see him ending up? Well, I I'm gonna go with the Bills, and I think the Bills need a good 
like solid uh, premier edge rusher, like one of those big names I think they need on that side of the ball. Um, there's another name that I'll talk about in the next episode that I think that also may get him. But I think Trey Hendrickson would be a good fit there too. I'd say three-year deal with the Bills because you know they already have it on the offense. Their defense is still good, but getting a premier edge rush, edge rusher would be great for them. I think that's their top need right now. I was about to say the same thing, right? It was very blatantly obvious last year that they did not have very good edge rushing at all, let alone a pass rush because yeah. Mario Addison, Ed Oliver, the only two guys on the at front. I mean, you know, bring in Matt Milano at linebacker, but he hasn't blitzed most of the time. So if they bring in a nice edge rusher like Trey Hendrickson, you know, maybe pick someone up in the trunk, maybe would be a very nice fit. But uh, yeah, I don't see a reason why the Bills would not take a shot at Trey Hendrickson. That is for sure. Yeah. So we are through almost half of the list here with Pure Finesse on the NFL free agency list. Yeah. Me and Malcolm are coming back on later in the week to bring you the NHL mid-season yeah. review. Uh, Danny Matthews, gotta love him. You know, yeah, gotta love him. Malcolm, I just before we go, I want to hear your take on Claude Julian. Yeah, I don't think it was really fair to be tra- uh, to be fired. Neither Kirk Muller either, the assistant coach who's been Captain Kirk, who's been great as an assistant coach and filling in when he needs to. Um. I'm not a fan of it, but Bergevin came over and said, hey, the guys need a new face to look at maybe. Still, Claude Julian, he just had a heart surgery and he's coaching still during a global pandemic. He said, I'll come back and coach when he's very high risk too. So the fact that he was doing that and now they just canned him after like a 2-4-2 and two stretch, like that's all it was. It was 2-4-2. and two. It wasn't like they lost all eight of the nine of their games, right? I don't know. Sometimes Bergevin... I question what he thinks, but then it kind of works out in the end, like the P.K. Subban trade where P.K.'s fell off and Shea's just been better. I don't know how that's happened, but it just has. So maybe this trade, maybe this firing will work out in the long run, but only time will tell. Right now, not a fan. Not a fan. (laughs) I'm telling you right now, Claude Julian is going to be the first head coach to the Seattle Kraken. That would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. Balls to the wall. He deserves it. Yeah, absolutely. But one of the better coaches of our time for sure. So until the mid-season review, Malcolm will be crying. I will be smiling. It's Jacob. And Cole.